Did you see Michael Shannon's sorority drunk girl letter reading? No, I didn't. Oh my god, it's amazing. Is it funny? Oh my god, hold on. It's up right now, so I'm gonna send this to you. You have to watch it. Like right the second. It's it's that good. <laughs> messages ah oh, found it yeah there you go you're welcome <laughs> okay <laughs> I'm opening the video Oh, yeah, it's Michael Shannon reading the insane Delta Gamma sorority letter. It's so funny. Oh, and it's on Funny or Die. Okay. Well, I love Funny or Die. <laughs> Newsflash, you stupid fucking cocks! <laughs> Don't want boring sororities. Oh, wait, double fucking newsflash. We fucking suck! Doesn't count because you've been fucking up at sober fucking events, too! For example, being <laughs> stupid shits and... I don't fucking cunt punt the next person I hear doing something like that. And I don't give a fuck if you SOR me. I will fucking assault you. Do not go to tonight's event! <laughs> I'm not fucking kidding! Don't go! Okay. I, I hadn't heard about that incident until that video popped up. Okay, this is from Gawker.com. The most arranged sorority girl email you will ever read. There are two things the Delta Gamma Sororities University of Maryland chapter refuses to tolerate. The first is Delta Gammas who are literally being so fucking awkward. The second is young ladies who are so fucking boring. Oh, <laughs> uh, so Maryland, some school in Maryland. University of Maryland. Wow pretty much a sociopath like yeah. oh, it's 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 almost poetic in its profanity i for one always appreciate and give deranged props to people who get creative with their profanity punt punt would be a good one i've heard in a while yeah i had never heard that before <laughs> i don't i don't know if you'd heard it you probably hear these things before I do. You know, I think that this is all probably just like she probably got like spurned or rejected by a guy or was trying to get with a guy and couldn't because she felt like she had to take care of all this other mess with her sorority sisters. They got drunk and pissed off because, you know, this probably has something to do with a guy is what I'm trying to say. I don't think it does at all. I think this is all about her. I think she's just like a crazy control freak. No, I just she's talking about like somebody cock blocking and it's like it just, just it seems weird. You know, like, it just seems weird that, like, one aspect of it. The cock blocking doesn't have anything else to do with the rest of the email, really. She's just upset that she's getting cock blocked. No, she's not saying that she's getting cock blocked. Yeah, she is. No, she's not. She's saying, don't stop being a goddamn cock block for our chapter. I swear, seriously, I swear to fucking God, if I see anyone being a goddamn boner at tonight's event, I will tell you to leave even if you're sober. She's not talking about a guy that she wants to do well no i don't think that she's i think that she's like in, like she's actually like i think this has to do with a guy i'm telling you Seth, this has to do with a guy based on what what do you base that on i mean i would say like the fact that she went through the trouble of writing such a poetically long 
it's a very extensive email. I mean, approximately, literally approximately 50% of it is fucks. <laughs> She's pissed. She's pissed. No, no, Asia. This is like beyond pissed. This <laughs> is like crazy sociopathic cuts cut everyone to ribbons rage i think she's she's pissed and drunk so she's pissed and drunk and she's been spurned that's all it is she's pissed drunk and spurned what i'm trying to say is that i've been pissed drunk and spurned before and i never came up with cunt punt what i'm trying to tell you is i'm disappointed in myself (laughs) (laughs) she's pissed drunk and yeah that's all that is that's all that is. I, I don't know. I just, I will have to agree to disagree on that. Cause I, I think she's sociopathic and I think she's got a bright future in politics or in the corporate world. <laughs> or, or just professionally cunt punting. Cause I hear they make like millions a year cunt punters. It depends on which team they cunt punt for. It's, it's just really fun to say. There's a lot of glee in it. That's all there is to it. I'm sorry. Like rhyming just brings a smile to my face no matter what. I don't know how anybody had thought of it before, to be honest. I don't know how anybody like I have. I mean, the dots were there to be connected. Yeah. Just (laughs) right in front of our face the whole time. The whole time. All the pieces to the puzzle were there. We just couldn't stick those last ones in place. No, this is definitely about a guy. I mean. I've been a witness to several girls and the most pissed off they get <laughs> is like when they feel like they have a chance with a guy and it's taken away from them for like measures which they think are completely not of their own. So maybe it's like he wasn't really into her, but she's blaming her whole sorority instead of actually just like blaming herself for being a dick. She probably wrote the guy a long email that was approximately 50% fucks. That's where the other 50% supply of fucks went. It was these two emails just kind of split down the middle, fuck wise. <laughs> She's not going to hurt anybody. Oh my God. Are you kidding? I bet that, I bet that hurts some people. I bet that hurts some people. Like emotionally, but not physically. But that, no, emotional pain is physical pain. No, emotional pain is emotional pain. Physical pain is physical pain. It it causes physical pain in many people. Okay. Yeah, that's one of the symptoms of depression. It's like aches. Physical pain. There are two different pains. I I respect both of them as a form of, you know, harm. But they're two different pains. But they they can be sympathetic is what I'm saying. It's a physical process, Asia. I mean, I'm sorry. If uh, really, I'm, if you're really valid. about this dumb bitch telling you she's going to cunt punt you and saying fuck you fifty thousand times. Oh no, I I don't <laughs> know. I don't know how I would not be laughing by cunt yeah. punt because like at a certain point you just give in to the blind rage of it and it and it becomes almost a piece of performance art on her part. Really, I would like to see her like the original author. Uh, what was her name? Oh, who gives a fuck about her name? Never mind. I was like, is this, this is not fuck important. her. Not important. Okay. <laughs> her name is now Michelle Shannon. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even sure how that works out, but I'm going to accept that and move yeah, on. That's her name. <laughs> and, I mean, I dub the Michelle Shannon. She did give the world cunt punt, but I'm pretty sure that's the only thing that she has ever given the world. Except for maybe herpes or something. 
She's given us the gift of her hilarious rage. This is like just the weirdest diatribe. I mean, these are all unimportant things. Like, you are embarrassing me in front of other people, is basically what she's saying. And she's really worried about another fraternity's feelings, I guess. Yeah, she's fearful. That's why she's so outraged, because she feels like she doesn't control her sorority. So, like, it's her desperate attempt to regain authority, but the way that she chose to do it was by totally raging out, which totally undermined all her authority, because it made her look like a fucking inept, scared leader that she is. Like, she unintentionally revealed herself, or intentionally, obviously, in the moment, but... She's got to regret that shit now. Like, that that sorority's, like, she's going to be gone. That's not going to stand, you know? <laughs> I don't know. You'd be surprised what stands in fraternities and sororities. I mean, I'm sure that she would at least get I'm to- I'm not even going to touch that one. Because <laughs> I'm not sure how to touch that one. <laughs> Look, there was, like, there was a proud at USC where, like, they would, like, pee on people outside of their balconies and still got to keep their house. Excuse me? Yeah, yeah, Beta. Beta, I had a friend in Beta. They would pee on people as they were like walking down the row. I was never peed on because I didn't go to the row. But like I heard about this. They only lost their house. They didn't even lose their like their status as a fraternity, but they lost their house because they were doing a bunch of blow. And they were doing a bunch of blow the night before the president of the whole like fraternity across the United States came the next day, saw they were just asleep in piles of blow on the table and they were like right and then they lost their house true story (laughs) true story i I mean i flirted with serostitution i didn't actually want to be a serostitute but um i thought did you go to rush or whatever the lady part of rush no 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 because their ads were like buy your friends and i thought that was really that's a little bit on the nose for me (laughs) that was really off-putting so i was like eh I mean, sugarcoat it. Damn. (laughs) (laughs) At least try. So I was like, nah, I'm okay. Give us money to spend time with you. (laughs) I did go to like the all row party, though. And I had some friends and some fraternities. And um, yeah. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. I don't want to be a part of their world, but I wanted to look at their world and examine it. By the end, that was not the lyrics of the song anymore. (laughs) I don't want to be part of your world. (laughs) (laughs) How can I put this? I feel like on some level, you need to be manipulative and like on top of your shit to become president of your chapter of a sorority. So just for that fact alone, I feel like this situation is an unfortunate combination of alcohol and spurned rejection and some little girls hurt you I understand that. At the same time, I think there's a difference between rule by terror and rule by leadership. Um, And I don't think she exercised leadership. I thought she tried to just instill total fear. She used her power to punch down at the people below her rather than lift them up. Well, I feel like that's a whole part of the fraternity and sorority culture to begin with, which is why you saw so many horrific stories about hazing back even last year and people dying from it. It's just People get power hungry and that's what they do. I feel like all sororities are like Lord of the Flies eventually. Like they just. Wow. I just, I made that sweeping. That's a pretty bleak assessment. (laughs) I didn't really see anything redeeming about them except for what they can do for you after you graduate, really. I mean, they just get each other jobs, basically. Basically. It's just a jobs program for rich people. 
So not a jobs program at all. Just jobs. <laughs> just jobs. It's just jobs. jobs program implies that the government's spending money on it. <laughs> and that, Asia is reserved for corporations and banks. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of these people's parents own corporations and banks. Precisely. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yep. It's a jobs program for rich people, whatever. It's, yeah, it's, uh, what is it? Wealthy welfare? <laughs> It is. It is wealthy welfare. Oh it's my god! Socialism for the rich, basically. More indirect, slightly more indirect. And then they beat you, though. They like shame you into taking it. <laughs> oh <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, that's true. Well, yeah, actually, now that I think of it, you're absolutely right. From everything I've understood from people I've talked to who were in fraternities, there are people who do kind of rule by fear. Loyalty, at least, is very much part of the power structure as well. I think it's loyalty as a value in and of itself that pushes people not to question bad leadership or not to call it out. Yeah. Because it's seen as being disloyal rather than seen as being good for the overall chapter and for the fraternity. That happens in a lot of hierarchical systems, you know? Yeah. I mean, there's also like the perceived opportunities one gets from joining a club, for lack of a better word. And, you know, they get to go to parties. So they think it's like glamorous. They're probably just coming from some small town or maybe even a large town doesn't matter. And they just want to join. So it's a, it's a really, really fascinating culture that I don't want to be a part of. Yeah, it's another one of those institutions like the military that I was never personally interested in, but that I obviously understand creates a sense of community for people. And I think community is often is always a good thing, Um, but it can also kind of reinforce inequalities and keep you insulated in a certain way if the people who you're with are all exactly like you. Well, my problem, I have a huge issue with mom mentality to begin with being, you know, growing up as an other. Um, Yeah, absolutely. I don't really need to to buy a community to be a part of, you know, I can just like (laughs) find one. Like, I like the freedom not being a joiner grants me because I I definitely understand that. I share that. I share that in many ways. Yeah. Yeah. And I like to kind of get out of a situation if it's too high. It doesn't mean I'm not loyal. I'm very loyal. But it also means that I'm not going to jail for you or anybody. <laughs> the end. Well, yeah, you have to take care of yourself ultimately. Yeah. And I'm not going to like do something that's against my moral compass just to to be a part of your stupid club. Exactly. Exactly. And I've always had a problem with joining organizations that obviously had things wrong that went unaccounted for like irresponsible groups or associations or systems or whatever always really got on my nerves yeah and then you know going to bathrooms with other girls just freaks me out you and me both like like, what is that about i have no idea it's like i can pee on my own i'm really good at it (laughs) do they try to help you (laughs) <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what goes on in there. I mean, I've seen it. I just like they like. I guess they hold your hair back when you vomit. They pick up mm. your shoes. They make sure you got your wallet and stuff. But I mean, if I'm that far gone, I'm, that sounds potentially helpful. I, I know, but like, if I'm that far gone, I'm not. I'm not out. I'm, not, I'm inside. I don't. 
I, this is this is taking a turn. This is taking a turn. It's so, taking a turn. Taking a turn. <laughs> I know, like, Let's pull this ship on back. <laughs> I don't. I don't want to go the water away from the coral reef. I don't want to go to the bathroom with you. Okay, that's all. That's all I say. <laughs> I will have to cross that off my bucket list, and not in the way I had hoped to. <laughs> you want to go to the bathroom with you, please. I don't want to die without having peed with you, Asia. (laughs) (laughs) Public bathrooms are uncomfortable in general for me. I get, like, really high anxiety. I want to go to the bathroom with you and show you my nipples. (laughs) (laughs) I don't actually have to use the restroom while I'm there. I'm just going to go into a bathroom with you and show you my nipples. I'm actually, I'm okay with that. I'm completely okay with that. Really? I reason- thought you were terrified of them. Would you not be scared of my nips? Female nips, Seth. Male nips are fine. Female really? nips are what freaks me out. And it's so weird because they have a purpose, but still, it just freaks me out. <laughs> they are the only nips that have a purpose, Asia. That's the amazing part. I know. They want to vomit. Wow. I don't know why. It's so weird. I feel like I'm like slut shaming or something, but it's not like that. No, it but just... you're like lactation shaming. <laughs> <laughs> you're a... <laughs> Get it away. No. Pump even, it out of me. Even non-pregnant nips I'm freaked out by, even though they don't have a purpose either. It's just, it's something that's weird. To, I don't know. It's weird. They are we- They freak me out. They freak me out. I think my mom has a lot to do with this. Whoa. Yeah. Whoa. Yeah. Do explicate, please. Oh, no. This is, I have, this is entirely new, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not doing that to my mother. I'm not. It, it sounds more like a thing your mother did to you. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm not going to talk about it. Fair in, enough. In a public forum. Fair enough. It wasn't anything sexual. It was just, you know, she was kind of just freewheeling with her nips back in the day, I guess. And it just freaked me out. So it's done. Wasn't that a Bob Dylan album? The freewheeling nips of Bob Dylan. (laughs) Oh, I wish I had a Bob Dylan impression. Oh, something else happened. What happened? Um, Oh, Jokar, he was charged. Yeah. We, we actually have a, already have a follow-up for our audience. April the 22nd. Jokar was officially charged with, what were the charges? It was um, using a weapon of mass destruction. From the Huffington Post, Jokar Sarnayev charged in Boston bombings while he lay in his hospital bed. As we were talking about, the exception to the Miranda rights has already been rescinded. And he's been read his Miranda rights and he's been uh, he's been given an attorney. I follow a lot of progressives on Twitter, as one might expect. And I found tons of concern and panic and uh, hyperbole directed at the president over the exception. And it's already been taken down and he's been informed of his rights and he now has a lawyer and the rule of law is actually going to be applied to this murderer. I think this is progress. I think this is what it looks like when a country grows up just a tiny bit from being bedwetters about terrorism. Yeah. We redirect our entire national priorities toward war and defense and fighting terrorism. 
and suffer three deaths. And that's that's three too many, of course. But we then do nothing about 30,000 deaths a year from guns. It's progress that we are now trying to apply the rule of law to people accused of terrorism, because that means we're going to have more room in our imaginations to applying the rule of law as it should be applied, you know, to all people we accuse of committing crimes. And, you know, maybe that can be part of how we change this, you know, culture of violence and fear. Yeah, I mean, I see your point. I'm not on Twitter, really. You're a ghost on Twitter. Yeah, I'm a ghost, but I've been following the story and I've been seeing, like, not even, you know, the you know the outrage of him not being charged i was just seeing a bunch of false flag stuff that was really freaking me out i was like oh yeah that's here's theorists are back in a big way yes oh that's there are a couple articles about that let me pull one up is that okay yeah that's fine there are several like really horrible conspiracy theories about this yeah <laughs> every website i mean talk about gun control and terrorism i think this is like these are married this is married and I don't know if it's like Republicans or like green. I don't know who these false flag people are. It's okay. Here are the, the false flag people are usually um, the kind of main constituency of conspiracy culture and the conspiracy community on the internet. Um, one of the big conspiracy theorists like one of the most popular ones is alex jones he has a site called Infowars, and um he was the guy who the crazy guy who went on pierce morgan's show and they yelled at each other about guns oh yeah, i remember that i remember that uh the indie version of glenn beck in a way the false flag is a common conspiracy theory after terror attacks the notion of a false flag was the term originates with naval warfare. For centuries, ships have sailed under a flag identifying their nationality. During times of war, ships would sometimes change the national flag they flew in order to f- fool other vessels that they sought to attack or escape from. They would fly, in other words, a false flag. The term then expanded to mean any scenario under which a military attack was undertaken by a person or organization pretending to be something else. Mm-hmm. And that's from theatlanticwire.com. So what were the conspiracy theories you saw? Like, what was the, did they say, did they describe what type of false flag it was? Like, did they say who actually did it? Because there was a training mission by the FBI, like the same day, they thought that they did it and then blamed it on these people with, and because the backpacks were different colors and some pictures or something or other. And then they that, killed that the actually is directly from Alex Jones. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then they killed the person, um, one of the brothers, and then the other brother can't speak now. Um, you know, they're pinning it on him, but he can't speak. So they think, you know, this is definitely false flag. This is definitely false flag is what they think. Yeah. FBI ignores men with backpacks at scene of Boston bombings. Alex Jones declares Boston a false flag operation. Yeah. You did that. Yeah, so that's what it is like. So, I mean. He did that on Twitter, in <laughs> fact. Oh, I didn't see it on the Twitter. I didn't see it on the Twitter. I saw it in several comment sections from a couple articles I read. I mean, it's nice that they have like a leader to rally behind, I guess. And then it all, it's all, always, every time I see somebody with a differing opinion 
from another opinion during elections, during terrorist attacks or whatever, or, you know, gun control debates, that that three word, beautiful, beautiful slogan, wake up, America, is like all I ever. Wake up, America. Wake up, America. (laughs) Wake up. It's another false flag (laughs) operation. Wake up, America. Oh, America. You've been asleep too long, America. It's time to wake up. This is your wake up call. (laughs) Infowars.com. Buy gold. Buy gold and survival seeds. Have you heard of survival seeds? No, what is that? That's that's another part of conspiracy culture is selling shit. That's why you hear like advertisements for gold on all the conservative right wing AM radio stations. Most of those pundits and talking heads are gold bugs. So they talk about how like the American dollar is going to collapse because of the Federal Reserve. So you have to invest in gold because it's always a great investment that will never, ever lose value, even though it lost tons of value last week. Wait, are these the ones that think Fort Knox is empty? There's no more gold in Fort Knox? Those are probably similar, if not intersecting groups of people. (laughs) Survival seeds are similar in that they are based on the panic story of climate change pandemics, riots, you know, of minorities and economic collapse that we will all need seeds to plant in the soil that's all around us in whatever cities or suburbs we live in. Um, they're, they're just seeds, Asia, but they cost hundreds of dollars because they're survival seeds. You will pay more for them when you are scared to not buy them. Huh, so this is a racket. Yes. Huh. But- much, of, much of the right wing, like the actual conservative movement, is a racket. Alex Jones is a racket. He sells videos and subscriptions and memberships and pamphlets and books and DVDs and all kinds of stuff. He is a brand, just like Glenn Beck is a brand. You know, they, they are in it mostly to con to scare people into giving them money. What about that Jeff Rents guy? He doesn't seem like a racket. On like Between Alex Jones and Glenn Beck, like, Rents is definitely closer to Alex Jones, but on a much smaller budget. (laughs) Rents is hilariously right-wing. He's like Ron Paul right-wing. Really? Mm Mm-hmm. That's crazy. My dad's a huge fan of Rents, and he's not right-wing whatsoever. Rents is, like, full of really uh, lots of conspiracy theories. And lots of, not so much conspiracy theories, but, like, Republican alternate versions of history. Oh, no. Oh, no. Okay, so I went to rents.com, and on the front page, it says, What do these events have in common? 9-11 World Trade Center, Pentagon, London subway bombing, 7705, Oklahoma City bombing, the Estonia catastrophe, 852 dead, Norway Oslo attack, 77 dead, Sandy Hook Elementary School, Aurora, Colorado, Batman shooting. Taft Union High School, January 10, 2013. Boston Marathon, April 15, 2013. Answer. Live terror drills were conducted same scenario, same day, either on location or very close. The media ignores this completely. They are terror drills that went live. This is no conspiracy. 
it is fact. That's rinse. <laughs> and if you want to waste your time Googling, you can Google it, but I, I will not. Wake up, America. Not give- yeah, exactly. <laughs> Wake up, America. Be scared by my shit. <laughs> To be clear, I said be scared and buy my shit. I did not say be scared by my shit. (laughs) I assure you that by that I mean audience and Asia, that you don't have to be scared of it. (laughs) Yeah, that's another thing. I'm afraid of poop, too, so we can't really get into that. I have a lot of fears. Well, is that really a fear? (laughs) That's just a thing you're not particularly into. (laughs) (laughs) oh god yeah maybe no it's like it depends (laughs) like if it's in a toilet i'm okay but if it's anywhere else i am not that that's pretty much my philosophy of poo as well oh god another turn this is taking another turn i'm sorry all these turns so yeah false flag people it's very interesting Oh, it's it's fascinating to me. I've been into conspiracy culture, like into reading on, uh, up about it and keeping current on it for over a decade now, like because it really does provide an entry and a language for understanding the way that right wingers get their message out. And it's it's important to understand that if you want to fight it. Yeah, I mean, I think that they I mean, just the prevalence with which it came out for this one. I think it's uh, there's either like more of them than we think or they're just very, very loud. Well, they are very loud, but they're also finding each other thanks to the Internet. You know, it's there again. It's this is a system. The Internet is a system that provides community for people who might not otherwise have it. You know, um, because of social disapproval or just because of sheer numbers and being an outcast for any number of reasons, you know, and I'm sure the Internet played a part in radicalizing the the Tsarnaevs, you know, but it is also a system that can be used for liberation and for empowerment and enlightenment. It just depends on how you use it. I mean, the scary thing is that. The way that the conspiracy theorists use it, the anxiety that they create, that actually permeates mainstream discourse. You're especially right in what you said because it's becoming part of our mainstream conversation. Like it's dominating our politics. That opinion is what motivates the base of the Republican Party and gets Tea Partiers elected. It's what gets any Republicans who ever voted for bills primaried. You know, so I feel like the way that it's going to have to be stopped is by kind of spinning itself out. I think it being so obvious now is going to have the good effect that we hope for. I mean, we can't be sure of it. So, like, that's part of why I do this podcast, you know, and like try to get that information out. But you're right that it's tough to stop the crazy once it gets out. You know, because it because it's crazy and it preys on fears that many of us have in one form or another. I didn't actually say I wanted to stop it for some reason. I mean, I'm I'm okay with differing opinions as long as you're not hurting yourself or others. I mean, if there it's one thing to talk, you know, you can talk until you're blue in the face. That's fine. It's another to like mobilize and hurt people because of your theories. Um, Absolutely. 
So, I mean, as long as it doesn't get to that point, I'm pretty fine. It's actually kind of entertaining. I, I oh, it's definitely entertaining. Yeah. <laughs> I love to be told to wake up, especially when I'm awake. It just, it's so, it's so redundant. <laughs> Don't be a sheeple. <laughs> You're a sheeple in a shirt. I feel like there should be a dating service for conspiracy theorists. <gasps> You are a golden goddess of light. <laughs> Just a, a dating service. And, and I mean, part of me wants to record the first dates and put them on YouTube for other people to just, you know, exploit. But, you know, another part of me actually wants these people to find people that have some, you know, that that'll be good for them. So maybe they'll have a little less to do on the Internet. Oh man, what what would the name of the dating site be? Is Conspiradate too upfront? <laughs> They're out there. No, that's too X filey. That is. I was literally <laughs> just going to say that is too X filey. That's too X filey. How about um? Oh, this is hard. Wow, this is hard. Right. Um, right. Something about contrails. <laughs> <laughs> It'll be called H A A R T Heart. There's one of the biggest conspiracy theories ever is that there is a like because there is a satellite array in real life called HARP, H-A-A-R-P. Mm-hmm. And it's just like a series of weather satellites chained together. But there is a conspiracy theory that it's actually a weather machine oh, that controls the weather that controls the world's weather. Yeah. So we could make HART, H-A-A-R-T. Oh, my God. Yes. I can't wait to see these profiles. Oh my god. And you could have like false flags that are like things you don't like on first dates. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my god. Oh my god. Should we have them upload videos of themselves to meet their match or should it just be pictures? Um, Obviously. (laughs) Obviously because then we get to see we get to see the squalor they live in. How much could one charge for such a service? Or should we make it free? Or would they be skeptical of a free service? Therefore, we would need to charge for it. Hmm. I feel like we should do it free at first and then start charging in gold. <laughs> or, or survival seeds. <laughs> survival seeds. Just Send for- us two buckets of survival seeds and a nugget of gold. A nugget's an amount, right? Yeah, definitely. A gold nugget. That's a thing. But I would like a bar. I'd prefer a bar. What I feel else? like a bar is a little bit much to ask for. Uh, well, I mean, it depends. I mean, it depends on what our success rating is. From our first free goes at it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, did they end up married? Did they end up in a cave together? Or a fallout shelter together somewhere for eternity. Like if we have like good statistics on the, our love matches, then I feel like we can charge bars. Ooh. So wait, so maybe that can be the premium service where we not only set you up on a date, we set you up with an arranged marriage for the end times. <laughs> we and can totally a- put it in biblical terms, you know, because <laughs> a lot of the conspiracy theories are tinged with kind of end is nigh rhetoric, end of times, like Armageddon. A lot of evangelical Christian interpretations of the end times and the apocalypse. That's another tool in the toolkit that they use to keep people afraid and keep people voting for them. But yeah, we could totally offer that as like our gold bar 
extra elite service. Because you know there would be a lot of rich people who would pay multiple gold bars so they could get multiple wives for the end times. I don't know if we want to do that, though. I mean, no? is that... No. Is that too far? That's too far. I mean, thinking too outside the box. Well, no, I think that you're you're thinking, you know, definitely in the right part of the box. Ooh, we should also sell tinfoil hats. <laughs> Merchandising opportunities. Come on now. <laughs> oh, my God. We should totally sell by that. I mean, tinfoil hats. <laughs> Just in general. Just, Not even to us. Yeah. But to everybody. <laughs> it doesn't do shit, but it, it's an accessory. Yeah. It looks great by your television. <laughs> That's the only place you could wear it. Um, I can't, I mean, or in the bathroom. What? Stop it. Okay, so I'm thinking, I mean, we definitely have to plan out their first dates because if we're going to televise them, then we need to control the environment. Um, so we would need like a go-to place for, for first dates. It can't be that satellite. <laughs> I'm thinking Area 51. I'm not sure that's going to go very well. Why not? They get to explore together. Um, no, we can have them meet in a dark alley in the middle of the night. We need to make this safe. Seth. We're not trying to kill anybody. Well, but it's a conspiracy. You have to be you have to be secretive. Yeah, but it's also a date. Cloak and dagger. It's also a date. Well, you <laughs> like, can go to Denny's after you meet in the alley. <laughs> oh, my God. That surely will not lead to anything wrong no. or problematic no i mean we have to control the environment we don't want anybody to get hurt either so i mean we don't I know guess i don't know i how, guess i don't know how, like strongly we're gonna vet these people because i'm pretty lazy so i think i'm just gonna <sighs> yeah we're barely I, I mean vet is not even the word yeah. <laughs> we're gonna ask their names yeah. and not even check them against anything it's most true. likely because they're not gonna give us their real id anyway well, exactly. They're conspiracy theorists. They're yeah. going to give us aliases. Yeah. So. Hmm. Where would a good first date for a conspiracy theorist be? I, I, see, to me, a conspiracy theorist is like a normal person. They look like you or me. It's just they're batshit crazy. But they like doing regular things like ice cream. Who doesn't like ice cream? Ice cream is a plot of the Illuminati. <laughs> 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 Have you seen Jesse Ventura's conspiracy theory? <laughs> I mean, where do the Scientologists take their dates? I feel like that's where we should take ours. Um, celebrity center? Mm, maybe we should make us a no. You know, a place where there's a lot of Mason iconography, like Freemason stuff. Yeah, like we should take them there, and they can just skip that together under the moonlight or whatever. My dad's a Mason. Really? Yes. Did I know that? I don't know. Do you know what it really is? No. It's just for straight guys to get together and party and eat and hang out and shoot the shit. That's literally all it is. And they pass laws. And no, I'm just kidding. So no. <laughs> <laughs> and also they control the world's banks and <laughs> the world's major religions. It's it's really so much so much less than people make of it. Oh my god, it's a fraternity. Um, similar. It's kind of like a fraternity for grown-ups that you... I, I don't know how much you pay for it. I don't know if you do pay for it. It's a brotherhood. A straight brotherhood. Straight brotherhood of brothers. 
in the hood. You know, we're not going to invite any Masons because then they'll ruin the party like you just did. But that's where we'll take these people. That's where we'll take them. I think that this is my next million dollar idea. Now, to clarify, have any of your million dollar ideas actually yielded you a million dollars? Well, obviously not yet, Seth. I'm still, you know, I'm still... Then they're not million-dollar ideas. <laughs> I'm not liquid yet, Seth. I'm not liquid. I'm pretty sure you're solid. I'm really lazy. So, like, <laughs> like actually implementing them, like, talking about them and implementing them are two very different things. And I just I don't have the patience. Why not? I, I want, like, instant gratification. Hmm. So I could talk about building a ship, but actually building it, it's like I would maybe gather all the wood and some nuts and some bolts and some nails and a hammer. But at the end of the day, I'm going to walk away and let somebody else do it. And then when it's done and it's successful, I'll be like, that was my idea. And that's that's all I'm going to be. I'm going to die. Nuts and the bolts and the hammer. Yeah. I'm gonna, all your idea. The boat itself. The general concept the of the boat. Yeah. I'm uh, I'm uh, going to die. <laughs> Poor is basically what I'm trying to say. I'm going to die poor and crazy. Again, this took a turn. Well, I'm sorry. You just questioned my money (laughs) and I gave you an honest answer. (laughs) I didn't ask for a death wish. (laughs) I gave you an honest answer. It is not my fault. I guess I got what I asked for. You did. You got exactly what you asked for. <laughs> I, feel, I mean, come on. The conspiracy theorist dating website, what could possibly go wrong? Absolutely nothing legally binding as long as we make it an LLC. And have them sign waivers. Um, waivers are kind of like magic wands. That's why they both start with W-A. What? Mind blown. Yeah. Yeah. And It bl- is. Mind blown. I heard it blow across the Skype connection. You know, I'm going to put it out there. If anybody that is listening or happens to be listening wants to help me implement my conspiracy theory. Our? Our. Oh, you're, you want to do it? Oh, I'm, I'm part of this now. I made the name. Okay, well, that's true. That's true. Okay, well, if anybody out there wants to help implement our conspiracy theorist dating website, please feel free to tweet Seth about it because I don't have a access to my Twitter account. <laughs> there we go. Done. Yay. Did I do that right? I think you did that quite all right, Asia. All right. So, God, how is Andy? <laughs> And I meant to ask it just like that. I did. He's good. He came over last night and we got tacos and a pie and went to the pleasure chest in that order. (laughs) Tacos, a pie. What kind of pie? Chocolate cream. Bold choice. From Marie Callender's. What kind of tacos? Calle tacos. What does that mean? It is a taco place we both quite enjoy. They have the best fish taco in Los Angeles. I love fish tacos! They are so awesome, and I cannot wait to have them with you the next time you are here, Asia Coleman. They are stupendous. They are made with sea bass, and they magically retain their crispiness, but then they put a chipotle salsa on there, as well as parmesan cheese and red cabbage, and it is so, so good. I want them right now. All over again. We had fish tacos. Fish, fish tacos. We had fish tacos. And carne asada fries, which were also quite tasty. 
Um, and then we bought a pie. That sounds awesome. And then we bought various <laughs> pleasure chesties, pleasure chesticles, <laughs> pleasure chesticles, pleasure chesties, supplies, if you will. And I will. <laughs> and we will. Thank you. Do you remember when we saw Waitress? Yes, I do. And then afterwards, we got Marie Callender's pie. Yes. I do, too. That was a marvelous time. That was a good movie. That really was. That was so perfect in such a perfect way to cap off that movie because it was a very sweet and earnest film. And I ended up seeing it again later with my mom and she loved it. But yeah, I I fucking needed pie after that, after watching that film. <laughs> I, I even like pie. And I was like, I could really go for some pie right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really glad we made that happen. That was a special memory. Yeah. Aside from the sequester, from the economy, the unemployment problem, aside from all those things, we're also ignoring the detainees remaining at Guantanamo Bay. Half the detainees at Gitmo now are hunger striking. There was a really chilling editorial, basically a plea for help from one detainee that was published in the New York Times at nytimes.com. Gitmo is killing me. One man here weighs just 77 pounds, another 98. Last thing I knew, I weighed 132, but that was a month ago. I've been on a hunger strike since February 10th and I've lost well over 30 pounds. I will not eat until they restore my dignity. I've been detained at Guantanamo for 11 years and three months. I've never been charged with any crime. I have never received a trial. And he basically unfurls his story and then talks about the response to the hunger strike on the part of the military at Guantanamo. He says, last month on March 15th, I was sick in the prison hospital and refused to be fed. A team from the ERF, Extreme Reaction Force, a squad of eight military police officers in riot gear burst in. They tied my hands and feet to the bed. They forcibly inserted an IV into my hand. I spent 26 hours in this state tied to the bed. During this time, I was not permitted to go to the toilet. They inserted a catheter, which was painful, degrading, and unnecessary. I was not even permitted to pray. And that's before he even goes into the force feeding that is now being done, not at regular intervals, not three times a day, but one detainee at a time on a 24-hour basis, because that's how many of these detainees are refusing to eat right now. They are literally going door to door all day and all night, force feeding, just whenever they get around to it. Honestly, that is, in my opinion, that's torture um, because they force feeding tubes down their throat into their stomach. And this guy is not suspected or accused of any crimes whatsoever. It's just that he was in the wrong place at the wrong time. He was in the wrong place at the wrong time. He blames President Obama for not sending any detainees back to Yemen. But unfortunately, what he doesn't understand, understandably so, is that the reason why many detainees are left is that Congress, for the last three years going, has, in the National Defense Authorization Act, the NDAA, prohibited the federal government from spending any money to move Guantanamo detainees back to their home countries or to the United States. So they're kept in this legal limbo, and President Obama is prevented from taking any action to actually remove those remaining detainees and get them back to their homes and close down the facility. It's especially a shame in light of the fact that so many of these detainees were tortured 
tortured, even though they were known to be innocent of absolutely any associations with Al Qaeda. Yeah, I mean, it's not, unfortunately, it's not just, it's not really that surprising. And I say that, I mean, it's horrible. It's just not surprising. Well, yeah. And like that in and of itself is really fucking sad. You know, that we're not even surprised by the brutality of even how these detainees are quote unquote taken care of when they're engaged in civil disobedience. And it's so sad and such a commentary on how easily Americans can be convinced to ignore problems that Guantanamo remains open and basically no one gives a shit. I don't think it's that people don't give a shit. I mean, I think they do care. I just, I mean, they can't even pass background check gun laws. I think it's one of those. Well, and it goes back. You're exactly right. It goes back to Congress. It goes back to Congress. The only way to change this is to elect a Congress that doesn't every single year pass a law, making it impossible to close down this blight on our fucking country. And to bring and to bring innocent people out of uh, seemingly infinite darkness and and actually bring them back to their homes, give them their lives back. I mean, it's not just that Congress can't pass it, like, a U.N. law. You know, we talked about this, making America an example. Right, the U.N. Treaty on Disabilities that was based on existing U.S. law, the Americans with Disabilities Act. You can't even pass a law based on an actual existing law. So it's just it's not surprising in that way. You know, I exactly feel bad, obviously. I'm sure a lot of people do. Even though Obama said during his campaign the first time around when he first um, his first run for president said that he wanted to close down Guantanamo Bay. Yes. When I saw him, he was very passionate about that. But it's like he, he got there and I think he severely underestimated the mass amount of links the Republicans would go to stop progress or fairness. It's so... I also think that he underestimated the the willingness of Democrats to make stupid foreign policy decisions out of fear of looking soft on terror. And I have disagreements with the president in terms of drones and in terms of, you know, continuing the surveillance state that Bush created. But he is at least trying to push this country into growing up just a little bit. And again, like I said, I I think the the trial of Tsarnaev is part of that progress. But I wish that he had a Congress that was not preventing him from taking even one step further. More so than that, something I wish is that he had people that voted for him not be so reactionary. I value the, the right that we have to speak for injustices that we see or perceive. But I also think it's like, you know, Give him a minute. You know, just give him a minute. I I think culturally and politically, we are coming to expect instant satisfaction and instant progress. And the moment we don't get it from our elected leaders or from our voting efforts, we go postal and throw fits. And when you do that, you don't draw the right conclusions from the facts at hand. You resort to built-in emotional biases or tribal instincts or team mentalities. All of that stuff that misleads you when it comes time to vote and when it comes time to decide what your political beliefs and ideas are and who you support. Again, like I don't blame the, this detainee at all for not understanding the, how fucked up Congress is, but 
what excuse do the rest of us have? What excuse does any American citizen have? Because so many of us do have access to the internet. It's especially important now for people to really read about these issues and to understand who actually is at fault because nine times out of 10, the people who are blaming Obama are blaming the president for things that Congress had a huge hand or the only hand in messing up. Mm-hmm. And part of me, and this might just be a personal opinion, but part of me feels like a lot of this also has to do with the president's skin color and that I, I feel like people find it a lot more acceptable to yell at him without giving him a chance. Well, and also to dismiss him, believe him illegitimate. And yeah, I absolutely agree. But I, I think in general, people are less willing to give any black president any slack than they would be to give a white president a little bit of leeway. But but again, I, I don't think the effect of the Internet can be discounted because I think there's I think there's like that rush to want to understand everything immediately when reality takes a little bit of time to unfold, you know, and it's it's important to honestly feel emotional reactions to these things and of course politics causes emotional reactions because it's these are issues of our very lives but it's important to put those emotions in context with the facts and to always try to increase your understanding of the systems that politicians are working in and understand the incentives at play for them to do and not do things because once you do that politics becomes a lot less scary and the stakes become a lot more clear, um, it, it, but so does the kind of reason for and value in participating in it. Because then you see that, like, yeah, there are going to be congressional elections in 2014. It will be another opportunity to slightly unfuck this country. Slightly being the operative word. Slightly. Yeah. The whole presidency, Obama's presidency, has really, I mean, it's been nice, but it's also been really disheartening in a lot of ways. I wasn't really naive before about the reactions to him being a president, but in in a way, I guess I was, I did have a, you know, blinders on in terms of he's the president now, so he can do a lot of things, but it's like, no, they have done everything they can to just tie his hands and the, you know, the small victories he has had have been very short lived or, or um, maligned or um, undervalued or underrated, or there's a word I'm looking for not patronize you know that word undermined yes undermined that's the word i I always have trouble with well yeah and and even as we speak republicans in the house have been voting on new abortion bans of course Mm -hmm. even more cruel versions of the ryan budget but they're also voting to roll back parts of the dodd frank financial bill and in my opinion even too much of that bill was left to be decided by the people in charge of making rules, it kept in place most of the financial regulations that existed before the crash and didn't bring back any of the good protections like Glass-Steagall that separated the actual money part of banks from the casino part of banks. Not only do Republicans, by kind of hijacking the government in the way that they have, get the benefit of all that media attention, they get to use that media attention to distract us from dealing with the real shit that's wrong, undermining the progress that's been made in fixing the stuff that they made wrong, And also trying to fuck up more things. Yeah. You know, and to say nothing of the conspiracy trolling that they use to 
just riled up their base and sell shit. This is being a bad sport at its best. Precisely. that you It could not be said better. That is being a bad sport. They're being bad sports about democracy. because, And I mean, democracy is a sport, you know? It, it obviously, it's a game. It's a competition between various teams and factions, you know? But there is a good faith way to engage in it and a bad faith way to engage in it. But I like that we engage in it this way. Did you watch New Girl? Yes, I did. What did you think? I did not like it. Oh, no. Why? I did not find it funny. Is it just Zoe or is it everybody? Actually, I think it's kind of everyone else. Except for Zoe? Yeah, she was actually kind of the best thing about that. Huh. Interesting. Because, I mean, you know, she was doing her Zoe thing. (laughs) And it didn't annoy you? I mean, I kind of overblew my loathing of her mm-hmm. when we first talked about this, but it just wasn't really my type of comedy. It's so cute. Mm. What I like about the show is they just all have amazing chemistry together. Mm-hmm. And even Schmidt, like they make him put money in a douche jar, but he's like a douche with a heart of gold. And he was actually nominated for something for that role. I like the guy that was in um, Safety Not Guaranteed. Is that Nick? I don't know what his name was. What was he doing? He had the ex-girlfriend who he went to the club to meet. It's the first episode. Oh, you watched the pilot? Yeah. Wait, did you watch Quick Hardening Cock? No, I forgot. No, that's you need to watch Quick Hardening Cock. But no, that's Nick. He's awesome. You need to watch Quick Hardening Cock. That is the episode. Because the first episode, they, I told you the episode to watch. Because the first episode, the, the first season, actually, they're just getting their groove as a season, as a as a people. But then, and then that the, the coach character is completely replaced. He's replaced. He's not even there anymore, which is good. I hated him. Yeah, they, they replaced him with a talented black person. So... <laughs> <laughs> So, no, you got to watch Quick Hardening Cock. Oh, my God. Did you watch? I already watched an episode. I told you to watch Quick Hardening Cock. That was the deal. Quick Hardening Cock. (laughs) Quick Hardening Cock. It's hard to say without sounding dirty. Quick Hardening Cock. Quick Hardening Cock. Did you watch Hannibal? Yes. I told you I would. What did you think? It was really dark, which is surprising. NBC show. Right? It is serious. <laughs> mm-hmm. It is not the Hannibal comedy we have been waiting for. I know, right? I mean, in as many ways as NBC could potentially fuck that up, it did not. I know. They could have gone for cannibal hijinks. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I'm out of farmer beans again. <laughs> <laughs> Studio audience. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, no, watch Quick Hardening Cock. Okay. okay. I will watch All it. Right. I'm loading it. Thank you. I appreciate it. I am so glad that I got the opportunity to record with you. I'm glad you got this opportunity as well, Seth. It was good for you. It was It was very good for me. <laughs> I wish I could say the same for you. <laughs> but I don't say things for other people anymore. Because I've learned that's not right. So what will you say for this, Asia? I think Stella needs to get her groove back is what I'm going to say. 
I'm Stella, not Oh. You're not Stella. (laughs) (sighs) End an episode (laughs) with Asia insulting me by saying I'm not Stella. Um, Is that really an insult, Seth? Really? Yeah. Yeah, it is. Angela Bassett's pretty badass. Exactly. This has been another episode of the By That I Mean podcast, and I've continued to not be Angela Bassett. I am, however, Seth Pearson. And I'm Angela Bassett in this scenario, but um, Asia as well. Thank you for coming by Asia as well. The By That I Mean podcast is a production of the MFP studio in Los Angeles, California. If you like us, you can like us on Facebook and you can subscribe to us. Please subscribe to us, rate us and review us on the iTunes. I'm desperate for your attention and your adulation and your adoration and your possible followership. But until our cult is assembled and until we have our dating website for conspiracy theorists, please take care, Asia. Yes, you too as well. You too. And I've, I, I hope that your small only grow to normal size only. They're not going to grow, but I'm going to grow some arms around them. I'm going to hug my Olne in sinew. And I hope all of you out there and by that I mean wrap your Olne in sinew and love. You forgot to talk about the tweeting because you can tweet you at MFP Seth and you can't tweet me at Mitchell 3.0. I did it. Like yeah, you did. And maybe that was my plan all along. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't. I did nope. it. <laughs> I did it. Uh, yeah. Then you'll have to tell me how quick hardening clock was. I will have to tell you how quickly it hardened. <laughs> it hardens pretty quick. That sounded a lot dirtier, actually, than... Goodbye. <laughs> it sounded a lot dirtier than goodbye. <laughs> I just can't. There's like, I can't say words in a sequence and make them make sense. I'm not a poet laureate. You're not that sorority sister. <laughs> well, she wrote it. I, if I could write this podcast, I feel like it would go a lot smoother. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't even need to use the amount of F-bombs that were used in that letter. Yeah, you could have saved. You could have saved a lot of fucks. Yeah, I, I mean, honestly, I feel like she's probably just going to be kicking herself for running out of fucks so quickly. She's done with fucks. I mean, how do you earn more fucks? Not with that kind of attitude, I'll tell you. <laughs> Maybe there's a coupon online. There probably is a fucking coupon. All right, Foupon. <laughs> All right. Well, I miss you. I'll see you. I miss you. Point in life, I'm sure. I will talk to you soon, my love. Have a good night. You too. Bye. Bye.